Allison and Eric too. She's really jumping the gun. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome. I wish we had analytics. Than you did of, before. I wish we had analytics of who laughed at us. I would love that. Because you like to picture people laughing at us? Well, heck Yeah. <laughs> You know they're mostly laughing at me and with you. Like you know that's one hundred percent true. But I just want you all to know the joke's on you because that's why I had him on the podcast. As I knew it makes me look crazier, and he looks like a genius. Thank you. Spike just made a cute little noise. Mm-hmm. Spike is the dog in the office. Okay, this is episode fifty-one. Mindfulness hacks. I would like to say that I don't like the word hacks, but when I was thinking about what to call this episode, I was like, I would click on an episode called Mindfulness Hacks. It's way stronger than Mindfulness Tips. Yeah, because these are more than just tips, but also I would like to say you can't actually like hack being mindful. You either are or you are not. There, there is no try. Right? Yeah. So just know that I'm fully aware of the absurdity of the title, Mindfulness Hacks, but we just want to get you listening in, guys. That's <laughs> that's what we want to do. So that's what we are going to talk about today. And before we get into Mindfulness Hacks, I'm also going to talk about, like, mindfulness is such a buzzword and something that has been so commonly addressed in the past few years, but it's actually like a pretty new recent concept in psychology. So I want to go over like what the definition of mindfulness is and then the science, science, (laughs) the scientifically proven benefits um, that they have case studies for, that they have uh, research for, just to kind of like I don't know. I think it's easy to talk about something all the time and maybe not actually know the exact definition of it, right? Right. So we're going to talk about mindfulness hacks and mindfulness and what it can do for you. If you already know a ton about mindfulness, I think you're still going to learn something new and helpful. But first, Eric, I want you, we've asked other people and I've shared, but I want you to play us a portion of your pump up song. Something that you like what is it? Well, my pump up songs are depressing. I know I don't understand that. Why are your pump like is that like really when you want to pump up you listen to depressing music? Like that is true. I can't ever think of a time where I'm trying to pump up, but when I want to get in a good mood, yeah, I'll turn on some Sun Kill Moon. Okay, you understand that pump up and good mood are the same thing. You just like Well, sometimes I envision pump up like getting ready for a boxing match. <laughs> You know, like you refuse to subscribe to the the language pump up. Yeah. Okay, so some sun kill moon. There you go. Oh, Tyrant City, leave it from time to time. People with things in their ears cutting me off in line. Get on the and that's what I like to listen to. Sue me. So if you are all feeling sufficiently depressed and <laughs> we used to do a segment called the grossest things. Was it the grossest things we ate? I think so. I think it was the worst things. The worst, we ate. Yeah, it was, it was the, worst the worst things we ate. But we haven't done this segment in a while. And I actually I'm throwing a switcheroo on you here. I thought I would talk about some delicious 
things. Bahio Grill. Oh my gosh, we're obsessed with Bahio. This makes it sound like Bahio is sponsoring this podcast, but it is not. They should though. We just want to make sure there's one that's close to us in Provo, Utah, and we want to make sure it doesn't go out of business. So if you're in Provo, please go there. Go patron it. We were a little worried today when it wasn't as full as we thought it should be. But other than that, I wanted to share a recipe from my friend Jen at Carlsbad Cravings, and it is this piña colada fruit salad. It's the one I made on Mother's Day. Oh my gosh, I love this one. So it's so, so simple, and we're going to link it in the show notes. It is freaking delicious, and it's just kind of this tropical fruit salad, and then you make this really easy dressing using this like coconut cream you buy it where you get like the drink mixers drink mixers yes exactly and you do that with some pineapple juice which i did pineapple juice out of a can and you mix it together and then you do some coconut like flakes and you put that on the fruit salad and literally people just think you're a genius Yeah. And I just wanted to share because it's, you know, we're getting into summer, summer fun. (laughs) Maybe you need to bring a fruit salad. This is the time we're going to tell. We're now a cooking show. Yeah, this is a cooking show. (laughs) Well, hey, we are hoping that you learn something new and helpful, something that helps you feel more awesome. And I'm always trying to get more fruits and vegetables into my body. So why not coat them with some sugar? You're always trying. (laughs) Never succeeding. She's always sneaking sneaking carrots late at night. No, it's such like, it seriously is such a struggle where I'm like, all I've had today is caffeine and candy. I just love imagining you just always trying to sneak in the kitchen, getting a, a stock <laughs> and of celery. And refined carbohydrates. Yeah. My friend Jen from Carlsbad Cravings has the best freaking recipes. So we're going to link to that. And that's the segment we're going to leave you with today. Eric's really perky pump up song. And a fruit salad. <laughs> we're very, we're very domestic. The thing is, is, like I, like I have told like ten people, like in person, about that fruit salad, and everybody has seemed very interested in it. There you go. Okay, let's get back to mindfulness and get back to what we're actually talking about. And the reason why I wanted to define mindfulness before we jump in is the second half of the definition is something that I've been bringing up in recent episodes. And so to see it as part of kind of the formal definition of mindfulness um, helps me see why it is so important. And so if you've ever heard MBSR, have you ever heard that, Eric, MBSR? Uh. Uh, no. Do you know what it is? Obviously, if I haven't heard it, I wouldn't know what it is. <laughs> Actually, My- yes, I do know what it is. <laughs> Mindfulness-based stress reduction. So if you've heard of that MBSR therapy or, hey, do you do MBSR? They're basically just saying, like, do you focus on mindfulness? And mindfulness stems from a lot of um, Buddhist and Buddhism traditions. But mindfulness basically means maintaining a moment-to-moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and surrounding environment through a gentle nurturing lens. And then this is the second part. Mindfulness also involves acceptance, meaning that the way we pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without judging them, without believing that there is a right or a wrong way to feel in a given moment, that is very important. And that is the part I keep bringing up, that I think in the past I have thought of mindfulness as being aware and being present, but a huge part of mindfulness is is that accepting our thoughts without judgment. It's being. It's really hard for me. Would you say that's true, Eric? Yeah, I would say that's definitely true. It's probably hard for everyone. I feel like it's easier for you than it is for me. Yeah, but it's still not 
totally everything is harder easy. for me. Yeah. I'm the I'm the special unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that special. It's just harder for you. <laughs> I think, but I do think it's good to bring up because I think some people, they don't realize like that they have this talent or this gift. So if you're the type of person who can hang out for a long time, just hanging, you're probably better at mindfulness. And if you're the type of person like me who... When people are just sitting around hanging out, it really stresses you out and you start to wonder why everyone's okay just wasting their lives away and why people aren't getting up and doing things and why there isn't a plan being made. It can be harder to understand that actually the people who I used to just like roll my eyes at in college because they could hang out forever and I thought they just were like loafing about wasting time that actually is a skill they all possessed yeah you, you just thought they were loafers like you just said well I did I did think they were loafers and I think that there is this fine line right so people who look at somebody like me I'm always going I'm always doing I accomplish a lot I like to achieve a lot they can feel bad and we have an episode about wanting more motivation and the the falseness in believing other people are motivated more motivated than you. No, it's they're just taking more action than you usually. So we have an episode about that, but that it's really easy to not understand that your ability to chill is a gift. And this idea, this moment-to-moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, and I love this, our bodily sensations and our surrounding environment. I can be so wrapped up in my head that I don't notice my surrounding environment. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of like the cornerstones or like the key parts of mindfulness. It's really brought into the consciousness kind of in 2012. There were um, different psychologists and different people really bringing it to the forefront. And a ton of research and study has been done on mindfulness and MBS are mindfulness-based stress reduction in the past, you know, five to seven years or so. And so these are some of the empirically supported benefits of mindfulness, that state of awareness and awareness and processing information. So these have all been proven benefits. Reduced rumination. Don't you think that's interesting? They call it reduced rumination, but rumination is just that dwelling on the past, ruminating, dwelling on the things that have happened in the past. And Eric and I often say, you know, that when you are um, are living in the past, that very often leads to depression. And when you are living in the future, that is, yeah, is anxiety. And so um, stress reduction is another one, but I thought this was super interesting. It boosts your working memory. That's awesome. So it's a huge benefit of mindfulness is that your memory. And I would like to say that because I have spent such a large portion of my life in an anxious state and being very anxiety ridden, I really have noticed I don't remember a lot of things. I don't remember places that we go. I do remember feelings and I remember conversations. I really, really think that other than having like an actual traumatic head head injury, that my memory has been affected in some ways by that, just living in that constant state of living in the future and not being present Mm -hmm. because you're taking yourself out of where you are. And so, of course, you can pass a whole day and think, I don't even remember any of the interactions I had today. Another benefit is that you have more focus. Mindfulness meditation affected people's ability to focus and suppress distracting information. This, your life is actually a reaction. 
You are reacting. You're reacting to the news. You're reacting to your emails. You're reacting to what your mother said to you. You're reacting to what your husband expects. You're reacting rather than acting. And they're usually probably bad habits or primal reactions, whereas the mindfulness can help you not react, but I guess react in a better way or choose how to react and be intentional, I guess. Yeah, because it says it decreases emotional reactivity. And I think the idea is that instead of reacting from a place of emotion, we can react from a place of logic or a place of thought, like be really intentional. And so this is something that we talk about a lot is it's that big picture versus little picture or small picture thinking. When you are just reacting to people, you are very much in the right now, you're in the immediate, you're in the small picture thinking mindset. And that reactivity, you're scaling out, you're taking a breath. And actually, that's something I just recently learned that if you want to be more patient and not as reactive, you actually should take a few breaths before you react to something. So we're already getting into the hacks. Look at that. I'm already giving you I'm already giving you hacks. People who have practiced mindful meditation and mindfulness practices report higher relationship satisfaction, and there are lots of other benefits as well. And so some of the other um, benefits that people see is they see more empathy. They develop more empathy for other people, more understanding, more compassion. They also have improved counseling skills. So if you're the type of person who, like me, really gets a lot of value and feels really good when I'm able to help somebody work through their problems, I do that in my branding work for business owners, but it's ex- it's exactly what I do also in our Year of Awesome program Um with my A-team members is we go through different things they might be struggling with. When I am being more mindful, it increases my counseling skills. And then again, just that decreased stress and anxiety and an overall better quality of life. So these are kind of all of the huge markers of mindfulness is that they can reduce stress, more empathy, more compassion, you're less reactive, and just in general, better relationships, better quality of life. And so this is something that I have been really, really working on in myself and something that I have been working on all of 2017, but even more so in 2018. After my accident and easing back into work, and I'm using almost the term easing as an irony now because <laughs> because I really didn't ease at all. I eased for a little bit and then I just went full throttle. So my body and my mind have kind of been like revolting and saying slow down. I have been trying to employ mindfulness hacks or mindfulness practices throughout the day like all day. The way that I am using these is I'll feel anxiety coming on. I'll feel panic coming on. I'll feel very reactive, very sensitive. So I try to employ these. I talked with Eric through the different ones that I've been using, and I thought that I it would be awesome if we shared some with you guys so that you can come back to this episode. You know, I hope you come back to it more than once and you share it with somebody who is maybe going through a hard time right now, and, and not just if they're going through a hard time, like they've got some bad news or they've lost a loved one, but maybe just someone who just has confided in you that they're not feeling their best right now. They're not feeling like they're on their A game and they can't really put their finger on why. I find that when I'm just kind of feeling 
in a funk. These mindfulness practices really, really help me become aware of what the issue actually is because I'm getting more in tune with myself. And just like we learned that second part of mindfulness is not that we are just aware in the moment, but that we can accept it without judgment. So here are some of my mindfulness hacks. And the first one has to do with scent. This is something that I've been doing lately. Whenever I find, and it's usually a pleasant scent, I don't tend to do it with scents that make me want to gag. Whenever I come across a pleasant scent, I stop and take a minute to really appreciate it and think about it. This can actually seem really silly and insignificant, but especially when I feel that panic, when I feel that anxiety kind of starting to mount and it feels very much like a snowball rolling down and turning into this avalanche right? It's just gaining speed. It's gaining momentum. And so taking these breaks to stop and recognize scent have actually been very comforting for me. So when I put on a lotion that I like, I I will take a minute and, you know, inhale deeply (laughs) and just really appreciate the scent when I'm about to eat something, really think about the scent. And some questions I like to ask myself are, what does this remind me of? Have I encountered this before? What are some of the words I would use to describe this? What are some of the feelings I've had before? Scent is, as they say, is one of the highest triggers of past memory. I think that this can be really helpful for me, not only because I'm taking a minute to pause and be present with something that is right in front of my freaking face, but also it's hopefully triggering some past positive memories and helping me park back to some good emotional places that I've been in, in the past. Have you ever done this, Eric? Yeah. Green apple shampoo, the suave, you know, or just any of the green apple stuff. Yeah. Always reminds me of my, uh, like, uh, being a teenager. That was the shampoo I had. It puts me right back into, you know, listening to Smashing Pumpkins and that whole era of how I felt. That is so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. And then we have, I'm working with this awesome bath um, and body company called Perfectly Posh, and they have really fun tropical sense and I love how you how Eric always goes I feel like I'm on vacation (laughs) yeah it's all it's all fun and so yeah even in the shower just taking extra time to just really enjoy the scent of your soap you probably took time and effort picking it out and thought about it when you were buying it and then you can use it every day and just completely forget about it you know and so even for me just really taking time to appreciate sense has been a great mindfulness hack for me so we'll move into number two and I t- I've talked about this jokingly but also the idea of mindful eating and so I've been joking about my intuitive eating where I'm trying to eat more intuitively not count as many calories and be worried like that but just eat what my body needs but what I've found is that I'm intuitively binge eating I mean I'm like I am eating my feelings I'm going to eat all of these pieces of chocolate because I am eating my feelings so I've been really aware of what I'm eating but maybe not as um I don't know intuitive. So to take it one step further, the idea of mindful eating is that you stop and you focus on all of the sensations that are happening. And I actually went to a guided meditation class and one night we did an orange. We ate an orange together as a class. I know this sounds like so funny, but we each had an orange and we closed our eyes. The instructor like had us pause and the questions he had us ask and the speed that he took us at, I had tried practicing mindful eating in the past, but until somebody had guided me through it, I didn't know how to slow it down even 
quite as much. And so just these were some of the questions that he prompted us with. What does this texture remind you of? If you were going to describe this texture to someone, how would you describe it? Have you tasted this before? Does it remind you of something else that you've tasted? What do you think other flavors would be that would pair well with this? How does your tongue feel? How does the roof of your mouth feel? How do your teeth feel? And then the textures with your fingers and with your tongue. I'm just giving you guys some ideas because it's really one thing to be like, oh, go and mindfully eat an orange. But as I am hopefully giving you some of these directions, when you go to mindfully eat your orange, these are some of the questions you can ask yourself to slow down. What is the point of this? All of these are it's like a mini meditation. Just shared all of the freaking amazing benefits that come from having a mindfulness practice. So those are my first two, the scent and the eating. And then the third one is one I do very often and I kind of call it like a grounding meditation. This is really good when I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep or I'm starting to feel panicked or when I'm in my car. I close my eyes and I think about everything that is supporting me. So if you're not driving, you can stop right now for a minute and close your eyes. And I want you to think of the pressure points that are in contact with whatever is supporting you. So right now I'm sitting on a sofa, my butt and my butt and my legs and which parts of my body are touching the sofa and the weight that is supporting them. And then I think of what is supporting the sofa beneath me and that is the ground, the floor. I like to just go further and further almost into like the core of the earth. And I find this really comforting Because so often when we are feeling anxious or depressed or not present, we have a very narrow focus on ourselves. And we're very limited to thinking of our problems and our view, not to mitigate your stresses and not to mitigate the things that are weighing you down, but sometimes getting that perspective of the ground is supporting you and the earth is supporting the ground and moving into the core of the earth, that perspective, that vastness will help comfort me because it's so much bigger than just me and my little world and my problem. And so I call that a grounding exercise. Another one I really like, and I do this very often when I'm speaking, I've done it during the podcast, I do it when I'm doing Facebook Lives, is I just ask for everybody to look for the tension. So let's do that right now. Close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and then out. This time when we take a deep breath in, I want you to hold it for four. So take a deep breath in. And then exhale. And I love that breathing in for four, holding for four, and then exhaling for four. Because even just that pause before we exhale can help us slow things down. So do that a few times. And then I just want you to scan your body and you can start at the top or start at the bottom and I want you to look for where you're holding tension. This is really interesting. Right now I feel like I'm holding tension behind my shoulders and if you're not quite sure what that feeling is, the feeling of holding tension, what I mean is is there any place on your body that feels tight, tingly, tense? Eric, where do you do you feel any tension? Do you even hold tension anywhere? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, do you notice in particular when uh, you're feeling tense or agitated where you start to hold it? 
I don't actually. Okay, this that's great because I didn't know either until the last, I'd say, four or five months. I've started to pay attention when I feel tense or when I feel agitated. It's that delaying your reactivity. And so if you can, instead of reacting, take a few of those deep breaths and then identify the tension, even just the very action of identifying where that tension is helps you become aware that you are holding tension. I so often find I'm holding my breath and I don't realize I'm doing it. It's something that my my counselor has helped me become more aware of and also a really good plug for why I believe that in-person, flesh-to-flesh, face-to-face counseling can be just crazy beneficial is I did not realize I held my breath when I was feeling tense or anxious about something, or even when I start talking about a certain topic, I can start kind of holding my breath or breathing more shallow. And I do have a tendency to pass out. That makes a lot of sense. I have a tendency to pass out and I hold my breath. (laughs) And so I know that I can sometimes be a person who passes out, but looking for the tension. So that's that kind of hack there. And then I have two more to give you. The next mindfulness meditation practice or that I do are my mantras. Mantras can get such a bad rap and people think they're so cheesy and so stupid, but who cares? Being cool and trying to look cool is actually a huge detriment to happiness, feeling fulfilled and um, like a whole sense of self. You think of Fiona, who's two year or two year old. Does she ever consciously think, do I look cool? No, because she already is. She is so cool. And why, like, why is she so cool? Because she's doing exactly what she wants to do. And she doesn't need anyone's approval or validation. Yeah. And she's just the coolest in the whole world. And I was thinking about this. One thing I am really good at is dancing like an idiot. It's because I genuinely believe that just because you dance like an idiot doesn't mean you are an idiot. I was not raised by a family that necessarily placed, I'm sure we placed a lot of value on uh, manners and different things, but on the concept of being like the coolest person in the room, that was not like a huge value of the Faulkner family. You were you were supposed to be the most welcoming person in the room, the most friendly person in the room, the most socially polite person in the room. But the idea of being the coolest, meh, really wasn't. And so like, I'm really lucky because you may have been raised and even unknowingly by your parents or by your caretakers where they placed a lot of emphasis on being and looking cool. But this idea of mantras being stupid and silly, I just want you to put that to the side because they actually really, really can um, transform you and help you be more mindful. So one thing that has been really difficult for me right now, and probably one of the hardest things I've ever experienced is building a team at work. So if you see on my Instagram, and you should for sure be following me at The Allison Show on Instagram, Nichelle and I, we have so much fun, and McKenna, we're having an amazing time, but it's really insanely difficult because I have been building The Allison Show and doing every aspect of it by myself or managing every aspect of it by myself for over 10 years. And so to bring people in and start trying to allow them to do things has been wildly uncomfortable and emotionally draining and exhausting in a way that I wasn't even conscious of until last week. So my new mantra became, that's not what I would have thought of, 
but I'm excited to try new ideas. <laughs> and that that's not what I would have thought of is not something that I'm saying out loud. That's something I'm saying to myself to help. And it's giving me the perspective of just because they're not doing it the way I would do it does not mean it's wrong. It just means it's not the way I would do it. Right. So there's my way. There's the, a wrong way. It's incorrect. It does not yield the result we want. And then there's about one million ways in between. And that's something that has been wildly um, helpful for me. And so in order to get myself to be mindful of that, I say that's not what I would have thought of to myself. But then out loud, I'm saying, I'm excited to try new ideas. (laughs) Another hack is gratitude. Gratitude brings you into the present moment. You cannot be grateful in the past. You cannot be grateful in the future. You are grateful in the present moment. Even if I'm grateful for something that has happened in the past, I am presently being grateful. And that is why we love our gratitude practice, our free gratitude practice. It's episode 24. If you are new to the podcast and you have not gone back and tried our free gratitude practice, let me tell you what it is. It is a, I think it's like 12 minutes long. I think it's a little longer, but yeah, you're close. Okay, maybe 15. Let's say it's 15 minutes long. It's Eric's beautiful custom music. It's my soothing voice. (laughs) guiding you through different prompts of things to think about that you're grateful for. On Saturday, I woke up. I felt okay. By about one o'clock, my anxiety was just getting very high. I don't know why, guys. I don't know why. I'm just working through a lot right now. Lots of feelings, lots of processing. There's a lot going on. And so my feelings, this is this has very rarely happened to me where I have feelings that I'm not like, oh, this is why I'm having this feeling. You know, it has a lot to do with trauma and processing. And I know that I wanted to nip it in the bud. I went downstairs because our upstairs shower is broken, (laughs) turned on our gratitude practice for stress and overwhelm. So episode 24 is a free gratitude practice, but I want to talk about our gratitude practice bundle because right now for the month of June, it is 50% off. You do not need a code. You do not need anything. You just need to go to imdoingawesome.com and we have, in addition to the free gratitude practice, four more gratitude practices that all focus on different areas. And then also as part of that bundle, we give you Eric's music so that you can use his beautiful music to do your own meditations or practices or whatever it is that you want. So I got in the shower and while I was in the shower, I did the gratitude practice for stress and overwhelm. And I know that this sounds like absolutely insane because I'm listening to me tell me what to do. (laughs) But that is why we created these. That is why I created what I created because I create what I need and then I share it in the hopes that it can help you. And we are doing a half year, half off sale the entire month of June on the gratitude practices and the I'm doing awesome year of awesome. The year of awesome comes with these like calendars and each month has a different attribute. And then each attribute has four weekly challenges to help you cultivate that attribute. But the the year is halfway over. The idea is that it is never too late to create the life that you want. So we are doing half off for half of the year because June starts the second half of the year. If you are feeling at all discouraged about your goals, at all discouraged about anything you're working on, or 
screw that. If you're just not feeling like the best version of yourself right now, I would just ask you to check out imdoingawesome.com. And again, you don't need a code. The people who are in the, we call it the Awesome Empire A-Team, our A-Team members, we have a private Facebook group for them. We do Facebook Lives. We're going to start implementing text messaging because our A-Team members have asked for it. Hey, can you text message us the weekly prompts because I'm not always looking at my calendar. We are doing everything we can to help you guys create the life that you want and work on the attributes. And a huge part of achieving goals is having a system in place to do it. And it's just like mindfulness. You can try to be more mindful, but if you don't have actual practices in place to work on them, it's more of just an intention rather than taking real action. We've already seen amazing results from people inside our group, people who are creating um, careers that are closer to what they want, relationships that are closer, and it's just, it's so much fun. So just know that for the month of June, it is half off, and we want to get as many people in as we can during this half off sale to, to boost it up, to increase the awareness of people who are trying to feel and be more awesome. And so the gratitude practice for stress and overwhelm, it really focuses on the idea of that when we are stressed and overwhelmed, we usually are coming from a scarcity mindset, which is ironic because when you're overwhelmed, you would think it's too much, right? I have too much going on. But the actual flawed thought there is that you are not enough and you do not have enough. And so that's what the stress and overwhelm gratitude practice really focuses on is focusing on places where you can recognize that it is enough. You are enough. You have enough. So I did that practice. And by the time I was out of the shower, I felt completely different. One thing I like to do is I call it our starting awesome point and our stopping awesome point. So your starting awesome point is, let's say when I took the shower, I was feeling pretty low at like, let's say a three or a four. My starting awesome point was a three or a four. And when I got out of the shower, I feel like my stopping awesome point was a seven. The reason why I ask anyone to try this, whether you're going to try our gratitude practice or any of these mindfulness hacks, is you want to be able to give yourself some quantitative data that these practices are making an impact in your life. So I just want to share that with you, the starting awesome point and the stopping awesome point, and write it down in your phone, write it down on a piece of paper when you maybe do some mindful eating or you actually do a meditation or you have a mantra, any of these hacks, especially the gratitude practices because it is an actual practice, something that you are taking time out of your day to do, note your starting awesome point and your stopping awesome point. And I think that that quantitative and qualitative data, so not just I feel better, but I'm three points up on my awesome point you know, is going to really encourage you to keep doing those practices. So I had one more hack that I wanted to share with you. Thank you for letting me talk to you about the gratitude practices and about the year of awesome. We don't have sponsors for the podcast because Eric and I are our own sponsors. Oh, yeah. So when you buy our products, you're supporting the podcast and you are supporting our family and we greatly appreciate it. So our current mindfulness hack, I am sharing from an Instagram account and it is called Wasatch Forest Therapy. This is somebody I actually knew from college. She doesn't know I'm talking about this, by the way. Her name is Lissa Kennedy. <laughs> she has really, really cool ideas 
for being more mindful. And she goes on guided like nature walks. But this was um, one of her posts on Instagram. And she says, carve out a moment today to walk outside and find a nature treasure. And it's this picture of a pretty leaf. It doesn't have to take more than a few minutes of your day. Maybe it will be a fallen pine cone or a decaying lacy leaf. Look closely and notice its details. Fill it against your bare skin. Notice if it has its own unique scent. There is such beauty in the details if we stop and take a moment to look. And if you want to take a photo of your treasure and tag, tag Lissa, she would love to hear and see about your experience. I just thought that was so cool because so often we want to be mindful and we want to have these practices, but we just need some ideas. So I started following that account because I was like, you know what? I want these ideas to pop up in my feed. I want you to think about what are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with resources for new ideas? People who give you new ideas? Are you reaching out and looking for books? I'm actually gonna try to share more ideas like this on my Instagram account. So if you don't follow The Allison Show on Instagram, I don't understand what you're doing. That's like where I'm the most fun. (laughs) Okay, so we hope you have enjoyed these mindfulness hacks. To go over them very briefly, if you wanna write them down, so you can keep track in your phone. The first one is scent, smell, taking time to stop and smell the roses. Number two was mindful eating, all the different textures and tastes. Number three was feeling the weight of your body. So I call that the grounding exercise, feeling the weight of the things under you. Number four is looking for the tension. You want to identify where that tension is, accept it, try to relax and even release it. Number five was mantras. And part of mantras was number six, gratitude practice. And if you want one of those, episode 24 or imdoingawesome.com. And number seven was a nature tactic. And just stopping to take a moment and really notice something in nature. I really hope that one of these seven hacks helps you be more mindful throughout the week. There's seven days of the week. I gave you seven ideas. Maybe you could try a new one every day this week week. Something else we love to do here on Awesome with Allison is remind you that sharing is caring. We are trying to take over the world and we are so close to reaching 1 million downloads on our podcast. And so we have been giving away prizes to people who are sharing about the podcast on Instagram through their stories and on their feed. I'm screenshotting those and sharing them in my story. And then we're also always doing um, giveaways for people who leave reviews. It really helps boost us in the iTunes charts. And so, Eric, do you have some awesome reviews for us? This is from Scott Stapp of Texas. I Ooh. hope this Scott Stapp is related to the you know the Creed lead singer. That'd be amazing. He says, I'm to- now totally obsessed with the principle of the adjacent possible. Hello, where has this been? I opened some crucial first doors this week, and I can already see the mansion opening up. I was so busy trying to imagine the long term that I couldn't take the first step right in front of me. But this week, that changed. Thanks for sharing your heart, Allison and Eric. I love that so much. You know, I have been getting, that was episode 49, The Adjacent Possible, and I have been getting tons of feedback from people in my personal life who love that too. My mom texted me last night and she said she loved it. (laughs) So Scott, thank you so much for that awesome review. If you will shoot us your address to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com, and that is Allison with one L, and we are going to send you a box of Allison show goodies and also they get a new shack CD. Did you know that? Yeah. We still have your CDs. Yeah, you need it. You actually ran out. You need a new box. Okay, thank you. 
We want to thank you so much for listening. We want to thank you for being here. We want to thank you for sharing. Um, And most importantly, we want to thank you for your time and your effort because if you are spending time listening to this podcast, it means that you are a human being who believes that you can make a difference and that you can impact the world by bringing your most awesome self to it. And we believe that too. And it is so beautiful and amazing to be in the presence of so many awesome humans who are just trying to make the world a little more fab. I want to remind you of this. Only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be. And Eric, what are you going to take us out on? This is a new track from our new EP from New Shack. This is called Achilles. Our EP came out on June 1st, so check it out on iTunes. Yeah.